Welcome to the Red, White, and Truth podcast. It is your host, President-elect Karsten Short. I mean, if Joe Biden's going to call himself President-elect without the states actually, you know, voting on it yet, I think I can too. So I'm going as President-elect Karsten Short, and that's how I want to be addressed now. Let the media know. Ah, I'm just kidding, you guys. Uh, I got a lot to talk about today, so I'm going to dive right into it. No fancy intro, no video. I want to get right into Smartmatic and Dominion because if you guys don't know about this yet, you need to hear it. You know, for me, you need to do your own research. It's pretty intense. So, Dominion's the voting system. When you go to the vote, or when you go to vote in person, and you make your you know ballot cast for who you want to vote for, uh, Dominion is a voting system that was made in China. Number one. Uh, Dominion happens to use a software that's called Smartmatic. Now, Smartmatic. This software counts votes. It pretty much determines who's the winner of the election. Now, ironically, Smartmatic, the chairman, happens to be a guy named Mark Mollick Brown. Now, Mark Mollick Brown just happens to be on George Soros's Open Society Foundation. Uh, George Soros, as you know, obviously has a hand in American politics everywhere. He said he's tried to undermine American politics. And they're the one thing that gets in the way of his globalist agenda. Kind of fishy how those two be together. But maybe you could say that's just coincidence. Or you could look at Peter Neffinger who happens to be on the board of directors for Smartmatic, but he's also on Joe Biden's presidential transition team. Now, tell me how that makes any type of sense. Why are the people who helped code and own the software that we use to determine votes here in America, why are those people, and one of them happens to be on Joe Biden's team, why are those people allowed to be in those positions? Why are we even using a system that was built in China? Okay, China, who just endorsed Joe Biden before the election. Obviously, we know Sleepy Joe's been bought and paid for by China for a long time. Thanks, Hunter. Uh, but how, how is this allowed? How is this legal? How have we, as the United States of America, how have we allowed these domestic terrorists to come through and influence our elections like that? I'm not saying it happened one way or the other. It could just be a big conspiracy theory, but the term, conspir- or the term conspiracy theory has been coined to keep people like you and I from thinking critically. It's been used to suppress people for thinking differently than the media narrative. You know, what the media tells you, you're supposed to believe. And I think that's a big issue that we have here in America right now is the media has gotten so powerful to the point where if you don't believe what's on the media or don't believe what's being spoon fed to you, you're immediately like casted out as an outcast by all of your peers because you're believing what's not said on CNN. Well, pardon me for, uh, you know, not wanting to believe everything that a network that, you know, has already lied to us in the past. And I'm going to I'm going to cover a couple of conspiracy theories for you guys here uh, just to kind of refresh your memory, because there have been plenty of times they've coined things as conspiracy theories. And it turns out the people who are the conspiracy theorists were right, like bad booze. Okay, if you guys, most people don't know what bad booze is. Uh, It was during the Prohibition era. Obviously, they were trying to prevent alcohol into America. The government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking it during Prohibition. It was immediately deemed a conspiracy theory, but it turned out later to be true. Government mind control. The CIA used to bring in uh, people for human trials uh, for LSD and other hallucinogens to see if they could kind of how their brainwaves worked and how they could study their brainwaves to help manipulate these brainwaves and these people are on these drugs. It was immediately deemed a conspiracy theory that they never use illegal drugs on people that wanted to, you know, get testing done. And eventually uh, a program called MK Ultra was released and people learned about MK Ultra and they were doing this exact same thing. Uh, cigarette companies, they knew tobacco caused cancer back in the 50s. Back then it was deemed a conspiracy theory because they were making tons of money. But it turns out in the 90s, the founder admitted that it was true and they did know that it caused cancer. They didn't care about your health. They cared about making money. 
Ironic. That just seems to be what this party's all about. Uh, the FBI spying on John Legend. NPR reported it in 2010 that in 1971, John Legend was put under surveillance and nearly deported a year later. Okay. Back then, complete conspiracy. We're not spying on John Legend. Of course they're going to tell you. What do you think they're going to openly come out and admit voter fraud? Like, oh, we're, there's voter fraud. No, there's not voter fraud. George Soros and Mark Malik Brown, they can't be working together. That's just a conspiracy theory. Same thing they said with this. Uh, the government is spying on you. Uh, government agencies in 2016, it was reported, sent over 85,000 requests for your user data to help them. Okay, to, to, to spy on you. Okay, but they, they said it was a conspiracy theory. It was deemed pr- uh, true in 2016. Uh, at last one I'll use here is one of my personal favorites. Obviously, you guys know I'm very outspoken about child trafficking, but Epstein Island. CNN reported that Epstein Island wasn't a thing, that there was no way that Jeffrey Epstein, this global uh, socialite, would ever tr- you know, traffic kids. He couldn't do anything like that. And then it turns out Epstein Island is where he's bringing children to pretty much rape them and traffic them to his other wealthy buddies. Uh, they also want you to believe that Epstein didn't kill himself. But, uh, you know, it's the perfect story, just like how Dominion had nothing to do with voter fraud. You know, same reason why Jeffrey Epstein completely couldn't have killed himself, yet the cameras just happened to malfunction. The guards just happened to fall asleep. His cellmate was transferred out. All of it just leads to the perfect story, and it's the same story they want you to believe right now. They want you to believe that Joe Biden won the election and there's nothing you can do about it to accept him into your hearts and to move forward and come together in unity. The same people calling for unity are the same people that were ready to burn down our cities if President Trump won. Ironic, isn't it? So we, we've got the term conspiracy theory, but I want to dive really quick into Biden's policies. I shouldn't really say pretty quick because these are some big policies that he dropped on us today. Um, everyone's excited for the Biden presidency. What's it going to come out? Well, first of all, he's not even president, and that still has not been confirmed. And there still is going to be a legal trial that Trump is going to have to face. But I want to talk about some of the policies that he announced today because he announced his cabinet board, which was very underwhelming to say the least. But he mentioned today that he planned on raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Okay. Wall Street Journal announced the same day that CFOs now are ready to raise prices, reduce hours, cut jobs, and ramp up technology investments as they face possibility of higher labor costs. This is what a Biden presidency is going to bring you guys. Now, why this affects the economy, why this affects you, because most people are looking at this like, oh, well, I don't care. I get $15 an hour, and here's where you should really pay attention. Because when you raise the, the minimum wage, it affects the entire economy, okay? Because the price of goods, they rise. So the more money you're, you're earning from these jobs that are paying you $15 an hour, you're actually spending more of it because goods have to rise, Okay, these companies, the people who built the companies, they're smart. They're going to budget so they're always in profit. So by eliminating tax breaks and raising the cost of labor, all you're doing is saying for these companies just to you know, cut you and say goodbye. Like, it's fine. I'm still going to make my money. You guys just won't have as many opportunities for jobs. So not only will the price of goods rise, you know, gas prices, stuff you buy at the grocery store, stuff you buy from small businesses, all of that will rise. What will happen then is the employees who are fired to cut costs – They're jobless at this point. So why this affects the economy and why we never saw tremendous economic growth under, you know, uh, President Obama and why we won't see it now under President uh, or I guess if he ever becomes president, I'm praying he doesn't and hopefully you are too. But if Joe Biden does become president, what will happen is you have an economy that is uh, uh, the unemployment rate will rise exponentially. 
okay, as, as, you, as he implements this minimum wage and some of the other policies he has, our, our unemployment will, you know, completely skyrocket. Now, when the unemployment skyrockets, what happened is people, they don't have money anymore because they're not working a job. With less people out of work, there's less people that can actually spend on goods. So what happens is instead of, you know, giving incentives to hire more employees so the unemployment rate drops, when the unemployment rate rises, it directly affects our economy because people can't spend money at these businesses. So the companies you love and cherish, not only are they going to suffer financially, but the overall American economy, the Dow is going to plummet because we obviously have a tax plan in place that's you know incentivizing people to fire their employees and to not keep their employees on board because labor has become too expensive. Where the alternative, if you eliminated the minimum wage together, people that are 16 years old can go pick berries for $4 an hour, and that's totally fine. You don't need to make $15 an hour picking berries at 16. You literally are, what, saving up money for a video game? You don't have a family to rely on where the same people now, you're going to see you know, 18-year-old kids you know, that are in high school making the same amount of money as a, a single mother of three who has to work that same job. There should be a gap in these wages based on the profession that you've taken place because not only does it do that, but it directly devalues the college education system. You know, people getting degrees now, there are less jobs for the people that are taking out these massive loans to get when they come out of college. So their whole thing has been, you know, get out of college and, and go work a part-time job so you can, uh, you know, pay off some of your debt. But now that's going to be gone because there's just not as many opportunities for work out there for these people. So it, it directly, cor you know, correlates to college education. And that was another thing that he brought up today in his plan was that he wanted to cancel 50000 dollars of student loan debt. Now I know that may excite some of you that have student loan debt. That probably pisses some of you off that have already paid off your student loans because you're not going to be getting a dollar from that. You're not going to get your loans, you know, you're not going to get a, a rebate on your loans where you're going to get some of that money back. No, your taxes are just going to be raised so you can help pay for the people that just sat on their ass and haven't done anything with the debt that they have that are maybe defaulting in their student loan debt. So now you are directly responsible for your neighbor who didn't pay off their loans. Now you have to foot the bill after paying off the loans yourself. Once again, Tell me how that's fair for you. Don't worry. I'll wait. <laughs> You're probably pissed, you know, especially if you paid your loans off. I've paid my student loans off. I know plenty of other people that have. And it's not fair for those same people that had to pay their loans off, you know, at high rates when they graduate college that, you know, now may have their job impacted. They could potentially lose their job due to this plan that Biden's un 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 unveiling. But, you know, he talks about the student loan crisis and they're like, cancel the debt. We have to really start with the bridge of why we're in the student loan debt. And you have to understand how student loans work. Okay. So back when our parents went to school, college was a reasonable situation. You know, you could go to college, work a part-time job because the government was not involved in our loan education system. Okay. So when you involve the government, what happens is they guarantee federal student loans. So if you get accepted, listening right now, if you get accepted to a college, no matter what the college is, it doesn't matter your credit or who you are, what your background is, you can take out as much money you need to attend that college. Okay, and that sounds great to the people like, oh, I get to go to college, but you shouldn't be going to college if you can't afford it because that money you cannot default on, you can't declare bankruptcy on. You have to pray that somebody cancels your loan debt at the end because you're going to have a mountain of student loan debt. So we're in this crisis because of guaranteed loans. Okay, so when the government guarantees the loan, it allows colleges to set whatever prices they want. 
when colleges set these sky high prices like they've been doing, they're the ones that get the meal ticket. They're the ones that make all the money. They're the ones that are able to purchase 2000 brand new MacBooks that nobody uses. And the colleges look like the real hero. The government, they don't care because it's money you're going to eventually owe them in the long run. Okay, it's money you're going to have to pay them in the long run. And what this does is it screws people like you and I. If you're a student watching this, it screws us because we're left with the massive mountain of student loan debt that, you know, the average student loan debt doesn't get paid off till you're in your 50s. Okay, and then you die. They said the average age, or I think it was 65 actually was the average uh, age that you finish paying off your student loans from a four-year institution, which is kind of crazy because the average like death rate in America, I think is at 75 years or 77 years old. So you got 12 years after you finally paid off your loans to live loan-free. Wow, that sounds like one hell of a life to me. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. But there are solutions to this. And it's not just canceling debt because when you canceling when you cancel debt, it's like I said, number one, not fair for those who have already paid off their loans, but it's going to cause you to raise your taxes and raise the American taxpayer to help foot that bill. Because at the end of the day, the government is going to make interest on you in the long run. But if they want to cancel debt, now they're going to take it out on the American taxpayer to cancel that debt. And $50,000, most people are in debt more than 50000 So you're still going to have loans to pay off. The way to solve this crisis is once again, get crappy government because nothing the government touches is ever good, as we all know. Get the government out of the student loan uh, guarantee process. Do not guarantee the federal student loan. Okay, make community college free, sure, or make it very low cost, sure. Get a two-year degree, learn skills that are going to help you grow in this economy, that it's a work-based economy, and move on from there. Or if you're making money from that job, you can go back and get your four-year degree. But you shouldn't be taking out degrees without being able to pay that back. That's like saying, oh, you know, let's go get an Amex black card and max it out, but I make $1,000 a month. It makes no freaking sense. There's no reason somebody should be going to Harvard if they don't have the financial and you know backing to go to Harvard and pull out a million dollars in student loans to go to school there. It makes no sense. To, so how to solve this? Get the government out of the student loan market. What that does is colleges will be forced to lower prices because people just won't pay that money anymore. They'll have to lower prices to get people in because it's like a subscription. You'd rather have somebody subscribe at $9 instead of 50 uh, or zero. You know, Instead of 50 or zero, you'd rather have them subscribe at nine so you're still getting something. So the same logic applies to colleges. They'll be forced to lower prices. Yeah, maybe not everybody will be able to afford college right off the bat for a four-year degree, but you should be thinking about these as financial decisions beforehand instead of just taking out mountains of debt and not having a way to pay it back, especially in the job market that we're looking at facing under Joe Biden. So by doing this, Colleges, they get out of they they stop making the big the big bucks. Government gets out of it completely, but they want to be in it because they want to collect interest over you at the end. And now colleges, because the tuition is low, you're actually able to work a part time job and pay off your loans as you go. And that is how the system should be. That's how it was when our parents were in uh, school, and that's how it should be for us. But they have completely warped the system to make sure people like you and I, we have to pay the money back to them and that you can't even file bankruptcy on it. If you file bankruptcy, it's one of the few things in America that if you do file bankruptcy, you still have to pay that back. And that is the whole system. They want to keep you down and that is not okay. So I know I mentioned raising taxes earlier and I want to dive into Biden's tax plan because his big claim is your taxes won't be affected if you make under 400000 a year. And while that might be somewhat true, it's 100% misleading 
because on paper, he can say that he's not going to raise your taxes, but that doesn't mean your taxes won't be raised. And here's what I mean by that. Joe Biden wants to put the largest permanent tax increase in place since World War II. Think about that. That's 80 years, okay, that we're dealing with here. And he wants the largest increase on your taxes since World War II. Why he needs to do that? Well, number one, he has massive spending plans. He wants to spend $11 trillion in office. That's absolutely ridiculous, okay? This government spending, you know, he wants to get into the Biden plan or really the Green New Deal minus two things, the Paris Climate Agreement, where the United States foots the bill for other countries and the American taxpayer is screwed because we're going to have to make up that bill that we pay. You know, China's mandate doesn't kick in until 2030. Uh, you've got Russia that's treated as a developing nation. But he thinks that's totally fine. And the American taxpayer should foot the bill for everyone else. Right. That makes perfect sense. Um, and he wants to give free health care out there, which is going to cause, you know, the raising of taxes. So everyone's like, oh, well, he's just going to tax the wealthy and the wealthy will pay it. But history has shown the wealthy will not pay those taxes. They will either fire employees or invest into technology. And the, the way that they will do this is, like I said, they're smart. They're not stupid in that means. They will find ways around this. They will you know, give charitable contributions, which is a big tax break that's still in line for a lot of these companies. It's the reason why you saw Google, Twitter, and Facebook donate so heavily to the Democratic Party because uh, they know it's going to be a write-off at the end of the year, and that's something they want to keep in place. So the large donors are going to be fine. The big corporations, they're going to be great. If you're lazy or uneducated and you don't have any real will to grow, you're going to love this tax plan. Okay, because it doesn't incentivize hard work. There's no reason to continue to work really, really hard under Joe Biden's tax plan because there's no incentive. You're, the more you work, the more you're going to get taxed. Okay, and companies are going to see this because they're going to hit a certain point in the tax plan and they're going to be like, screw this. I'm just going to furlough my employees for the rest of the year. I'm going to go golf the rest of the year. Like, screw this. I'm not going to work for, you know, 25 cents on the dollar, 30 cents on the dollar. I'm going to go, you know, pack it up or I'm going to go outsource my employees. And that's exactly what they did under the Obama administration. When our unemployment rates were sky high, our economy was going through the slowest growth period in American history uh, since the, the post or, uh, since the Great Depression in terms of, you know, post-depression when we were in our recession. Um, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous that we've already seen this happen. We already saw it fail. You know, under Obama, we had gas prices at $5, $6 in some places, which is absolutely ridiculous. And we're going right back to this times two because Biden is taking radical left strategies because that's a lot of his base now is the radical left socialists because he is adapting policies from socialism, which is a very fancy word for communism, you know, communism where they suppress your thoughts and your free ability to think and they censor anybody that thinks otherwise. I mean, that's not happening here, right? <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe we've got ourselves this far down. But the, the tax plan, the big target on the back goes to small businesses and higher paying professions, okay? Because you guys are the ones that are really gonna get screwed because when companies, and this is why I want people to understand why your taxes will eventually be raised, he may say that he's not going to right now, but the moment that he doesn't get the same amount of tax from these large corporations, it just trickles down to whatever's next. And that is small businesses and the people that have high paying professions like doctors, lawyers, architects, etc. The people that make the cheese, that make pretty decent money, you guys are next. 
So that that group of 75,000 to 400,000, you guys are the one that foots the bill after they destroy the small businesses with taxes and small businesses start to close because they can't hire employees anymore so they can't get the production of work done. Um, you know, the large corporations, they're always going to be fine. They're the big winners here because they eliminate all other free market competition. You know, Facebook doesn't have to go buy another Instagram because no other Instagram will ever be made. Because somebody won't have the financial backing to make it happen. And if they ever come close, they'll just buy, give them a lowball offer and be like, here, let me buy your debt that you're currently in because we've completely taxed you at such high rates that there's nothing you can do anymore. And that is the whole globalist agenda. Very powerful corporations. Anybody else that wants to rise in the ranks, good freaking luck. You better have a trust fund. And that's, we'll, we'll tax that too at high rates. Don't worry. So it's just, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous where we sit right now. You know, we've got a tax plan that is the small business killer, you know, because most small businesses make over 400000 a year and they want to tax them at the same rates they tax these large corporations, which is absolutely ridiculous. There's no breaks like President Trump has right now with the current tax plan for small businesses to hire employees. And there's no incentive to hire employees under Biden's tax plans. There's actually more incentive just to take your business elsewhere, save the money, fire Americans and go hire people in India or China to do the work for you, which absolutely tanks our economy. And people knowingly, I mean, I don't think it's knowingly, I think they just heard the term, I hate Trump and decided to vote for that instead of looking into Biden's policy. Because anybody I know that voted for Biden, they have no idea about any of his policies. They don't want to talk about his policies. They just say, oh, he has to be better than Trump, right? We can't you know, have four more years of Trump. We'll just settle for Biden. Well, you settled for somebody that's taking socialist agendas, or as I should say, communist agendas, and implementing them into America. And you're going to see the effects, you guys. If Biden becomes president, which I'm praying every day that he doesn't, you're going to see the long-term effects. You're going to see it when you lose your job. You're going to see it when your uh, cost of gas is expensive, is more expensive. You're going to see this when uh, you know your your employees you know start to cut your hours. There's so many things that are negative that come from his plans that he's already proposed. But remember, you voted for it. If you're that person that did decide to vote for Biden, you voted into this. And remember, when you're getting taxed at high rates, that you're doing the 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 the, the Democrats' work to make America better. And that is, uh, I guess, your goal here, not to prosper for yourself, but to make sure everyone's on the same playing field. And that really incentivizes hard work, doesn't it? What blows my mind, though, about him wanting to, you know, increase spending the way he does, because obviously that's the whole goal of big government and the globalist agenda is to increase government spending all over the place so the American taxpayer eventually has to foot the bill, because that's what's going to happen. I mean, all of these agreements, the Paris Climate Agreement, free health care, it all is able to be done by raising everybody else's taxes. Okay, it, it eliminates the need to work hard. You can just chill back and, and live off the government if you want to. It's the same thing that you see in communist Venezuela. Everyone just lives and gets their own helping full uh, of communism. And, and that is the, the that's the goal out there. That's what they implemented. And that's why people flee Venezuela to come to America. And that's why you saw the Cubans, you know, get out and, and uh, people who come here from Venezuela and, and from Cuba that voted in record numbers for President Trump because they understand what they fled from and what Trump is fighting for here, which is a capitalistic approach, which is the only approach that has ever worked in American society. It, it works everywhere else, wherever it's, it's put in place, as long as there's strong leadership in place. And obviously now he wants to you know, create large spending plans when America can least afford it. You know, COVID, not only does he want to you know, mandate 
uh, a, a crazy lockdown again, where he locks us down for a month or two, where businesses have to close, businesses go under, businesses close, mainly small businesses. Don't worry, those large corporations that he wants to take care of, they'll be just fine. You'll be still ordering Amazon, you'll get all of your groceries there, you'll get all of the goods you need there, but all of your other small businesses, good luck. Because it's going to be an uphill battle with the government consistently throwing rocks at your feet as you continue to climb the mountain. And it's so easy to slide at that point because now you can just, you know, kick back and relax and live off the government. Because remember, they want their large corporations taken care of. They don't want small businesses taken care of. There's nothing in Joe Biden's tax plan that incentivizes and helps small businesses. It completely destroys them. So I feel really bad. I know my parents have a small business. I own a small business. You might own a small business. We need to be praying, you guys. You know, we need to be praying for this president every single day that Joe Joe Biden does not become president of the United States. We need to pray that President Trump has a plan. And I still have a very silent confidence right now. I'm very confident that President Trump will, you know, pass forward off the stuff that I mentioned to you guys earlier with Dominion and Smartmatic and ballots being found in Georgia. You know, 2,700 ballots are found in Georgia. There was fraud that was committed here, you guys. There will be a recount. And I'm very confident that President Trump knew this was going to happen. He knew that COVID was initiated for this purpose alone on an election year to make sure that votes were, you know, not done in a traditional way. And if they were done traditionally, that they were going to bring somebody in that had the technology to fight against that with Smartmatic and Dominion. So I'm very confident, you guys, I'm going to remain confident until they, you know, announce Biden as president or they, you know, kick him out and, you know, move forward from there, which this is almost the sad part, you guys. And I want this is why I always, you know, leave the podcast by saying, keep fighting the good fight, keep staying on the right side of history. And the reason why I say this is I've spoken to so many Democrats about this that are kind of just throwing it in my face. And their main goal is, you know, obviously was to get Joe Biden into the office and to get Trump out. I, I guess I'd just say their main goal was to get Trump out. It wasn't really to get Biden in. But this is the sad part, you guys. And this is what we're up against right now. I have had multiple Democrats tell me that if there was voter fraud and it was proved in court and Trump became president for a second term, they would loot and riot against President Trump, which is absolutely terrifying to think about. So instead of holding your own party accountable of voter fraud and never voting Democrat again because they literally tried to infringe on our rights as people to a fair election, you would fight back against the president because you don't like him, because the media has convinced you that you should not like him. And then instead of calling out the media and big tech and your own party, you'd more rather fight a war versus President Trump. That is terrifying. And that is what we're up against, you guys. I mean, the media, you know what they'll do. And this is what you have to be prepared for if it does flip. The media will say that this was a stolen election by Trump and his legal team forced their hand to keep a second term. Instead of, you know, admitting that there was voter fraud, they would just spin it off in a certain way to try and screw President Trump over. And it would cause unrest and riots. It's the same thing they do with the economy. When the economy got really, really good, they said it was because of Obama. And I guarantee if the economy gets really, really bad, they'll say it's because of Trump. That's what they do. That's the democratic narrative. No matter what happens, they will always spin it in their favor. Remember, they are the ones that donate millions to the Democratic Party. And if you really don't believe by the end of this podcast, they didn't have anything to do with this election and the results that we saw. After we saw Joe Biden car rallies of nine and Trump having 93 mile car rallies of his own, if you really believe that Joe Biden is the face of the American people and that that happened honestly, then we're about to find out. <laughs> we're about to find out. 
And you should have nothing to fear if you if you really believe that. The Democrats should have nothing to fear. You should not fear the fact that they're, we're going to have to figure out if this is a fair election or not. You shouldn't be trying to rush Joe Biden into the White House. Okay, it should just go about. If there's voter fraud, people should be tried and convicted for voter fraud because that is treason against our country. And I'm very confident that Trump cast out the reels knowing that they were going to try and steal this election. And he take the David versus Goliath approach to try and throw the last haymaker punch to really bring down the Democratic Party. I'll tell you this right now, whether you're conservative or liberal, if you vote for a party that can that gets proven of voter fraud where voter fraud took place, I really feel bad for you in your heart and how brainwashed you are. Because if it came out that Trump tried to steal the 2020 election and he was using uh, voter systems as a billionaire that flipped the votes over to Trump, I wouldn't be a Republican anymore. I would disband this party and condemn it because that is not American. At the end of the day, it's not Republican versus Democrat. It's America. And how great can we make America? And the reason we fight so hard on this network for Donald Trump is because we know his mind in, you know, is set based on make America great again. He wants to make this country great again. And I know everybody listening to this podcast deep down, you want America to thrive and prosper as well. So in saying that, you guys, once again, stay on the right side of history here. Be patient. Have faith. Pray every day. And pray that we get another four more years of Donald Trump and we don't have to deal with the disaster of a Joe Biden presidency. So in saying that, you guys, thank you for tuning in and have a blessed evening.